Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. Smells like Teen Spirit Airlines. That doesn't smell too good. Pat Smith. Mar- uh, Maurice Brown. Malcolm Brown. Who? Malcolm Brown. Fuck, what's his name again? I'm so sorry. Malcolm Brown. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. Anybody named Taylor is a stupid dog. <laughs> Here we go. What's up, everybody? Good day and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes podcast. Your favorite podcast for the Jacksonville Jaguars brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Waza! Pat Smith. A guten dog. And facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. Hello. Today is Thursday, March 24th, and we have got a whole lot to catch up on today. Free agency has been an all-you-can-eat buffet for the Jaguars. A lot of new talent coming to Jacksonville ahead of the draft. Sean and Pat are going to go over their favorites. They're going to highlight the players that stand out the most to them. And then we'll discuss how these free agents will impact our draft potential. And if we have some time at the end, maybe give you guys a combine preview. We'll start with Sean because he has just been so excited to get behind the mic again. Take it away, Sean. The free agency frenzy was such a roller coaster for Jacksonville Jaguar fans. Me at the front. I'm telling you right now, I went through so many highs and lows and middles, and I was deconstructing all the deals and the meetings and the numbers and the contract. I'm telling you right now that... It's, I mean, it's kind of sad, but this is probably the best time to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. If we're being, if we're being completely honest with each other, like this is the best time because we're not losing any games. Okay, Urban Meyer's not the head coach. We're spending all the money. It looks like we have an actual direction. Trent Baalke is getting on the calculator. He's on the phone. He's moving the numbers. He's addressing needs. How much of it Doug Peterson has to do with it? I don't know. I hope it's a lot because that even inspires me even more if Dougie P is leading this change in direction of franchise. I tell you, the national media like ESPN and stuff, they're kind of, you know, poo-poo and blah, blah, blah. But if you're in the trenches in Duval County, I'm telling you, with these Jacksonville Jaguars, you're on the Twitter and you're seeing the signings, you should feel good right now. All right? Because your team is actually moving in the right direction. It's actually establishing a culture, addressing needs. Your voice has been heard never more than it has today. And it shows with the way the Jaguars are are adding pieces. I think that number one, the biggest roller coaster move for the Jacksonville Jaguars from the free agency frenzy, I would say would be Christian Kirk. And I'm going to tell you this right now, when that contract first flashed on the bottom line 
of that NFL Network crawl, and I saw four years, eighty-four million. Oof. I was not happy. I I lashed out. Uh, I would like to apologize formally to Trent Baalke, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and all the people that that were within earshot or eyeshot of me in that in that hour when the Christian Kirk signing was made before the actual numbers came out on the deal. I was not happy because he's a slot receiver. Uh, it's not really what we needed, an X receiver. And to give him that kind of money, I was just like, whoa, very upset. Yeah. But after looking at it, the way Balky structured it, two years, $40 million, all right. It's, it's still a huge number for a guy that's never had over 1,000 yards. You're asking him to be better than he ever has before. But I have more confidence that if he doesn't do it in two years, now we can let him go and, and try again in two years rather than four years. That's a huge difference. So now that the Jaguars can cut him after two years, I'm good with that deal. That was the number one deal for me. I've got so many other deals I want to talk about, but I don't want to go on too long on this rant. I think I've established how I feel about it. So I'm going to go to my co-host, who is more negative than me, but I will say during the Christian Kirk process, he stayed the course. He didn't poo-poo it as much as I did at the start. But, you know, we're here now. And I think the roles have changed a little bit. And I think Pat's going to come back this year, this offseason, a more kind, gentler soul. Let's hear it, yeah, Pat. R.I.P. the group chat during that Christian Kirk <laughs> signing. I mean, it, it the beaches of Normandy were more peaceful than, than that group chat uh, when that contract got signed. Okay? It was pure, just a peek behind the curtain. It was pure chaos. And, it, and for those that don't know, uh, me and Sean pretty much headlined the, that group chat. And, and it was just basically people popping in, watching, watching, you know, insults being hurled at one I was another. in a tank. While, while, while we were disclosing the uh, details of that, uh, that pickup. So, um, the LaRon Robinson deal, man. I'm still, I, uh, if anyone knows that name, if anyone knows LaRon Robinson, then you know the pain, the Tory Holt, the Julius Thomas. It's just, oh, but you know, it's two years, two, two years, well, two and that's, years. And uh, that is something, again, you know, it's still fuck Trent Balky. It's still on site anytime I see him. It just, just, that's how it's going to always be until you prove to me otherwise. Okay. But this has been a step in the right direction as, as far as what Sean's already mentioned. It's a, it's been a master class of cap management during this offseason um, uh, at the hands of Trent Baalke. And you're starting to see a trend with a lot of these contracts, two years, one deal, uh, two years, one year outs. And and that's solely because, uh, for those at home trying to figure it out, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be due for a blockbuster of a contract in that time range. Bingo. And therefore, you are... Looking ahead, you are building up and reserving the cap so that once you get to that point, you know, you take care of 16 and then you look around and then you do a little evaluation. Kirk, were you worth it all? Kirk, did you perform at what we want you to do? You know, and so on and so forth. And then you look at the weapons around him and you kind of build up the team for the future at that point. So, uh, so far, all of the deals have been team friendly, franchise friendly. Um, the Kirk one is one of the more expensive ones. I don't. I I like Kirk. I think he already he before he even dons the uniform, he's the best receiver on this team so far, and that's it's not even close. Not even close. Um, the slot 
is uh, taken care of. It's locked up. You got someone that can play in that role. They tried a lot of names last year between uh, Treadwell and LaVisca primarily, and none of those worked out. Tavon Austin. None of those guys worked out, right? I mean, it was just a disaster week in, week out. So now you bring in a guy who can play that slot role, who can play on the outside as well, is a speedster, okay, has sure hands, I mean, if you got a chance, watch some highlight film at Arizona for this cat. He was a depth guy over there because you're behind DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz. He comes out here. He's he's the primary wideout right now for the time being. Uh, you hope you draft a young buck. Maybe you get another vet presence out of the free agency. But for now, I it's a good signing. It's a great signing. And um, something to be excited for. Trevor needs... Uh, you got to build around the kid. The kid doesn't have any weapons. He doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to. This adds a signing that can give him a target to throw to. And and it, once he hits that target, because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence had made some spectacular throws last year. And some of them, unfortunately, were right in the bread basket, right in stride, through the hands, into the ground. And, you know, this, this guy provides an outlet that secures those catches in the future. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped with the signing. Last year, the Jaguars were tied for fourth for most drop passes in the NFL. It was a disaster. We don't have to repeat last year's debacle. I mean, if anyone watched at least three or four games, you saw it. And and I think at the end of the season, you know, I was very vocal about it. I said that every single person on that offensive line needs to be turned over. And every single person on this team with a wide receiver designation needs to be cut. Needs to get rid of all of it because none of it was working. They all sucked. They were all bad, and we're doing exactly that in the free agency, and I'm pumped for it. I'm happy. I'm ecstatic. I want to get into the salary cap Im- implications, but before we do, let's let's uh, welcome in all the other free agent signings. We only touched on Kirk, and that's only one piece. We added a lot more. Mm-hmm. All right. Evan Ingram, tight end from the New York Giants, a former first-round draft pick in 2017, signed a one-year $10 million deal with an option to make it $11 million with incentives like maybe games played touchdowns i don't know but he is a value signing on a one-year prove-it deal uh he's going to be incentivized to do well because he wants to get that long-term deal next year uh he started 51 games in the nfl 262 receptions for 2828 yards and 16 touchdowns i'm pretty sure that squashes (laughs) all numbers for jacksonville tight ends for the time that he's been in the nfl um and he's going to be the best player we've had at that position since Mercedes Lewis arguably uh he just has to stay healthy yeah the tight end turnstile is something that we're all too familiar with here in Jacksonville right big splash free agency signing uh you hope for the world that he comes in and he changes and and provides a successful target for the quarterback and only to be led with absolute disappointment by week four and realize that it was a complete bust and your capital was tied up in a complete loser. But it's only one year. Yeah, with only yeah. one year. But, uh, but now, right, you look at Evan Ingram, a guy that can play at the tight end, uh, right next to the tackle. He can play off into the slot. He's very versatile. If you're starting to notice a trend out of these offensive weapons that uh, I'm sure Doug P scouted as as well as you know Trent Balky signed. These guys are versatile. These guys are they're guys they're not pigeonholed into one role on the offense. They could be used in multiple aspects. You could put Evan Ingram in the backfield if you want, let him block. You could do uh, Kirk on the outside, let him ride. I mean, there's 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 a lot of different things you could do with these guys 
that's something that Doug Peterson has emphasized since he's gotten here is that he is not going to be pigeonholed into one role, right? He's not he's not looking to run one scheme. He's going to run a variety of things, uh, constantly changing, keeping defenses honest, and and that's you know only excitement that I've heard out of Doug Peterson. It, it seems to be a lot more of a promising future than we've been promised in recent past. So yeah, uh, Evan Ingram comes on the team. I still think you need a tight end. I, I don't think you can just ride with Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold. I think you still need some an, another element that you probably get out of the draft this year. But I mean, those two in a double tight set. I mean, that's something exciting. I'm 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 there for that. I think the uh, the money that they ha- now have tied up in the position is going to restrict the, the chances of Jacksonville drafting a tight end because they've already they're given four million to Chris Manhurts, they're given three million to Arnold, and now they're given ten million to Evan Ingram. So that's uh, seventeen million off the top of my head, if I math correctly. That's a lot for the tight end position. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I would like them to add another tight end, but I think it's more likely they sign an undrafted tight end to see if they catch lightning in a bottle. We'll see. We'll see. I love the pairing of Ingram with Arnold because Arnold's had some durability issues the same way Ingram has. So if one guy's unavailable, maybe the other guy is. It's more likely that one of those two guys is going to be available every week and will at least get some production out of that position. So I, I, I like that, that we're adding a little depth. Because I don't want Chris Manhurts running a single route. I'm good. He caught that first touchdown in Houston last year, and then he put on his Harry Potter cloak uh, the rest of the year uh, in the passing game. All he did was uh, get personal foul penalties and holding penalties the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. I'm out on Manhurts. I just want him to be back there and cleanly block without any penalties. I'll pay $4 million for that. I'm good. Uh, if they don't attack tight end in the draft, I'll be okay. But next year, definitely tight end in the draft. Yeah. All right. Unless you really like this Tyler guy from Ohio State. What, what's his last name? I fucking forget it already. Windermere. Ty- no, no. Tyler. Uh, from Ohio State. Urban's buddy. Yeah. They said they loved him. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He doesn't get a last name. Okay. So the next signing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Foley Fatukasi. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, he is 27 years old. He's been in the NFL for five years. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this is the the gem of the free agency period. This is like the no-name guy that the Jaguars are going to come in and steal, and we just got to run stuffer for the next three years. That'd be amazing. From the look, he passes the eyeball test. He's big. He's strong. He's technically sound. Uh, he'll be able to provide a force in the middle alongside Devon Hamilton, alongside Roy Robertson Harris, alongside Malcolm Brown, alongside these guys that have already done a good job here in Duval with stopping the run and, and making people run outside or roll out to the left or right of the pocket. I think he's going to be a great force in the middle, and uh, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see where we go from there. I think the Jaguars' D line is stout. Pat, I think we're good, man. And then I look at this first overall pick, and I'm like, damn, dude. Like we're already stacked at D line, like it just it kills me. Or we're filling all these holes, and it's making the draft even more interesting. I'll get into that a little later, but I just love these additions. Yeah, you know? I mean he's he's your stout D line plug. I think the interior D line beforehand. Um, I think I don't think we've re-signed Gostas yet, um, or, or nor do we plan to. But um, yeah, I think the interior D line was probably one of the more impressive aspects of this team last year we we did okay against the run for all that was worth and um yeah he brings in that sturdy 
ability to to fill in holes and, and close gaps. So, um, like you said, more more of a low key signing uh, in comparison to the rest of the guys. Uh, I think he had three and a half sacks last year. Comes from the Jets. He he's going to come in. He's going to help on that defensive front, and I think it's a it's a great signing so far. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. I know I know Hambone has has you know done a, an okay job uh, in the middle. So having some help never hurts. He's beloved on this show. We love Devon Hamilton. Love some Hambone, absolutely. So uh, he gets a little help in the middle, and I hope to see those two thrive this year. That's that that would be absolutely spectacular just getting if if not getting pressure uh closing up the holes and and making running backs have to bounce out and you know make make another play so yeah i'm, I'm good with it as well arguably the biggest name that the jaguars went out and got they got a former all pro at a at a position of need uh offensive guard brandon scherf uh i wish he played left guard you know but it's okay if you have a chance to get a top three guy at his position you go out and get him and I understand. We're going to plug Brandon Scherf at right guard. What this means for Ben Barch, I don't know. We already know what it means for AJ Can. He gone. He already signed with Houston. Okay, so bye-bye. Thank you. And that can has finally been kicked up the road. Uh, we will forever remember you for getting hit in the back of the head by Blake Bortles. All right, that's gonna that's AJ Can's memories in Duval. All right, but now insert Brandon Scherf. Uh, he was number five overall in 2015. The guy's been all pro. He's been Pro Bowl three times. He's an absolute monster. He, he missed six games last year, but two of them were for COVID, right? And the other four were for a, uh, just a, a ligament injury that he played through. So he's a guy that's going to go out there and, and, and play through injury and try to put the team on his back. And he's a real culture-setting signing because – we're just going to run right right behind that guy. Our running back's going to put his left hand on that guy's left ass cheek, and we're going to move bodies. Am I right? Five-time Pro Bowler, seven years in the league. I mean, come on. What more could you possibly want out of an offensive lineman than than that kind of resume, right? He comes in. He plays at the right guard. You've mentioned AJ Can. He's gone. Norwell Swap basically, because um, he's in Washington now playing guard for them. Washington's going to love some Whirly Bird out of, out of Andrew Norwell. Going to love some of that. So I'm excited for them. I'm sure they can't wait to see it. Uh, but no, you bring in Brandon Sheriff. You start to solidify this offensive line. It's kind of a musical chairs right now. I'm, I, I know I said it early on that I wanted to completely replace this, this line. Um I was kind of hoping we'd get an, at least one more piece out of free agency to uh, kind of sure it up. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm good for now. I got a brand sheriff. He's at the right guard. Uh, a long lender if, if everything stays the course and, and he stays and, and plays it out. Uh, that's a that's a solid interior line. Yeah, I can't believe Brandon Linder's still on the team today. From everything that was leaking, like I can't believe he's well, still on it's, the team. Well, it only makes sense if you bring someone else in on the line, right? You you can if you're gonna get rid of Linder, sure you sign Shatley, right? He was Shatley and Will Richardson, both of them were your depth guys last year, and both 
excellent depth guys. I mean, for uh, if you if if any of those guys on the interior go down, Shatley plugs in at center. He can plug in at guard. Richardson can plug in at tackle. I mean, absolute versatile depth guys out of those two offensive linemen. So it's great to bring those back on the cheap. Um, so again, could you swap Linder out for Shally and and let him ride center? Sure, of course you can if you wanted to, but. If you're going to free up that cap space, that has to mean you're bringing in something big, right? I mean, I think it's almost $9 million in cap space that Linder would give up with no dead cap. I mean, it's all free and clear. So maybe you restructure Linder, you know, because that is the problem with him. When he plays, he's great, but he just doesn't play often enough to justify that cap space and that's 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 the problem with Linda that's the only issue it's just if he remains healthy he's great unfortunately the guy's made out of glass and it's not a I don't think it's a it's a permanent occupancy for him at that position I think if if you're smart in this draft you're looking at that interior line you're looking at a guy that can come in and play center and and start taking snaps this year because the, the end of the road is is near for Linder. I mean, I, I even heard talks of retirement, and as he should. I get it, man. You don't want to break yourself to all extent and not not be able to enjoy the the forever off season, right? For you to enjoy retirement, your family, and your kids, you, you want to get out in one piece. So I think that's that's coming. the 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 sun is almost about to set on Linder, and if that's very very keen, very smart. If we look at replacement in the draft, if we're not looking at free agency, so. As you've noticed, out of Brandon Sheriff, good offensive linemen are expensive, okay? You can't replace all five out of the free agency. So hopefully we are looking at some trench play in the draft, for sure. Uh, Next on the signing list, uh, we got a bruiser on the offensive line. We got a bruiser on defense. Foye Oluokwan. And we got we got to figure out something with his name like like make it Duval. Du, like there's something there I can't figure it out, but he has a great name. Foye Oluokwan. I love it. Uh no player in the NFL had more tackles than this guy last year. All right, I'll repeat that. No player in the NFL that played last season had more tackles than this player, and the Jaguars signed him, and he's in the prime of his career at age 26. This guy, I know we don't like to say this name much because of everything that went down and stuff, but there was a a linebacker in Jacksonville that played. He wore number 50. His name was Telvin Smith. In his prime, this this guy, this looks like a clone. Okay, this is what we've been missing. This is what we've been looking for. This is a sideline to sideline linebacker that can make plays for you on the edge, in the middle, everywhere. An absolute game breaker of a linebacker. He just fine. He's got a nose for the ball. He had three interceptions last year. You know, I'm not saying he's the best cover linebacker in the world, but he just the ball gets tipped in the air and he's just there. You know, those those are the players that every team needs where the guy just always is there to make the play. Troy Polamalu for the Steelers for the longest time. Cam Chancellor when the Seahawks were on their dynasty. Okay, Malcolm Brown for the Patriots when they were winning those Super Bowls. Like the the guys that can just make that play for you that you didn't see coming, I feel like this guy's got that in his DNA. And the Jaguars just signed him on for four years. I'll tell you, I think they got an absolute steal. I love. I got Fatui and 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 Foyer. No, I've got I've got Foley and Foyer. I think they're gonna start like their own show on TBS. It's gonna be fantastic. 
Uh, I'm really excited about this guy. What do you think? Uh, this is my gold star. This is where I, I sign my name under the best signing. I think Brandon Sheriff was an obvious pick, and if we didn't get him, that's severe disappointment. But this, this is this is the guy. Four years, he's had 462 tackles in, in the league. Like, it's it's absolutely insane. You want to talk about a guy who has a nose for the ball, who, who doesn't mind coming downhill, making a hit, getting a stop. He's he's fairly decent in coverage, like you said. He's not he's not the he's not known as a ball hawk by any means, but he can get out in space, he can locate a receiver, he can cut a route, and and that, those are the tangibles you want in a linebacker. As as everyone already knows, Miles Jack not coming back for another uh year with us he, he's off to pittsburgh where i guess all jacksonville linebackers go yeah uh, to feels pasture. that way feels that way you know hey good luck to miles baby you're still not down no you are still absolutely not down, you know baby. hey listen i i appreciate everything miles has done I, again it's just one of those pieces in jacksonville where you're kind of looking around you're waiting and you're like man when when are you going to be that guy you know and it just never really came to fruition it was just always kind of like uh, yeah, we're here, but I mean, you never went into a week thinking, "Damn, Miles Jack is going to win us this ball game this week." You know, it, that just never was was the case. So, y- you bring in this cat. Telvin Smith comparison is very on the nose. I think that's something you and I talked about a lot behind behind the scenes. I 100% agree with you. It's an element that we have missed since 2017. A guy that that can go sideline to sideline has an engine that doesn't quit. And, and again, as just an absolute tackling machine. And this is what Foyer brings to this team. I'm still in the lab working on a, on a dope nickname. I'm sure I'll figure something out. I know. It's like it's right there. We can't think of it. It's it's there. He's going to give me he's going to give me a run for it. And that's OK. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm willing to work for my man. My man's going to work for me this year. For sure. For sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited for this cat. Very excited for what he brings to the defense, and I and honestly, again, this this is the signing I can't wait to watch in this upcoming season. And yeah, I can only expect a very explosive um, performance out of him moving forward. Yeah, I think we should all get together as a fan base on April fourth, since it was it be four four for Miles Jack's number four four, and we should all burn one of the candles that we got. Okay, you know, everybody got those candles from Miles Jack. Everybody's got at least one. All right, and on April fourth, we burn it out, baby, and in, in homage to our guy. You know, I, ho- I hope you go do really well in Pittsburgh. You never did this city wrong or the team wrong, so it's always it's just it sucks that he, like like Pat said, we never really reached that superstar potential. But he was a good good locker room guy and a, and a good player, and he was. I think he was the last member of that Saxonville defense, man. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And it's just it. It's sad, you know. <laughs> like we, him, we him, were, him and Taven parting. Yeah, that's that's about yeah, it. We were clinging. I think maybe Dewan Smoot was a rotational guy on that Saxonville defense. He he obviously wasn't a big part of it. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a complete change in the guard now. God, we were in the AFC title game a few years ago, <laughs> and that whole feels that whole like a decade ago. Is, I know it feels like thirty years ago. It feels like that was the same time that Jimmy Smith and yeah. Tony Baselli right. and Fred Taylor. It's, it feels like that was like the same time. But whatever. I'm sorry, Miles My, Jack. Good luck, buddy. Pittsburgh still eats my ass, but good luck. Ask Joe Sherbert about us. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> 
Joe Shelby. Yeah, they're going to sign Damian Wilson, too. And, and they're going to... Let me guess, Paul Puzlesny is the linebacker's coach? Right, yeah. Oh they, maybe they know something yeah. we don't know. Maybe they've been... They're like, oh, these these guys haven't been using these guys the idiots. right way. Idiots. Morons. Absolute idiots. Give me... What what was that guy's... Leon, Leon something. What was Leon's last name? They got Leon over there, too. Jacobs. Leon Jacobs. Yeah, they got Leon Jacobs over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I think last big signing that the Jaguars uh, made, and I think this is actually going to turn out to be the biggest one. This is my sleeper candidate right here. I'm talking, of course, about my high school graduation song by John Mayer. It, it is Zay What You Need to Zay. Zay What You Need to Zay. All right. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Zay Jones. Okay. Zay Jones, wide receiver from the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. The Jaguars needed an X receiver. They needed an X receiver bad that had a big frame, speed enough to take the top off the defense, and a guy that could win you the 50-50 balls. Did the Jaguars go out and get a premium name at that position? No, they did not. They got a guy that was kind of buried on the depth chart, but he still has that same skill set, and he projects to possibly be a bigger contributor. So the Jaguars could be making a smart investment in a guy that hasn't really hit those big numbers, but now he's going to actually be worth this money. It's very rare that these players can live up to these huge contracts. It's almost impossible. Like Christian Kirk, in order for him to live up to $84 million, he'd have to get like 1,500 receiving yards for four straight years and like 10 touchdowns every year. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry to tell you. I hate to tell you that. It's just not going to happen. But when you sign guys like Zay Jones to these lower numbers, three years, $10 million a year, all he would need to do is get 900 yards, eight touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like that's that seems like a, a number that he could actually do. And the guy could be an absolute steal. He's just he's he's a hard worker. Derek Carr has been outspoken about how he's the first one in the gym, the last one out. He's gonna push everybody at practice. I just I think it's a great culture signing, and I know we want a bigger name at the starting X wide receiver position, but I think this is it. I think we go into the season, M Jones, Z Jones, Kirk in the slot, and I'm actually warming more up to that the longer that we get into the season. I think it's a good group of guys that we're building together. Yeah. Zay Jones um, comes in with the minimum of three years at $24 million. Obviously, there's incentives built in that he can uh, pump that number up higher. So you're looking at roughly $8 million per year, just bare minimum, if he just shows up and he just catches the ball, right? This was uh, probably the, one of the more poo-pooed on contracts, I think, um, that not only national media but even some local folks weren't too enthused about here's here's the thing about wide receiver if you haven't figured out the market right now those upper echelon cats those leading receivers they don't hit free market okay they don't give you the chance to go after those guys um amari went because of the trade but outside of that i mean godwin got re-signed you know that one hurt the whole adams debacle uh that went on you know uh with him going to uh uh, the Raiders. Raiders. They better win now. Right. I mean, it's but yeah. that's that's a shit ton of cap that they that they're poured into that guy. Oh yeah. You know, you you have to make you have to make it make sense at some point. And unfortunately, those those upper echelon signings, those 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 good receivers that you really want, are are not going to get let go for for cheap. Okay, and, and usually don't get let go at all. You know, it's it's a valued position, obviously. I mean, just look at what Jamar Chase has done for the Bengals. 
in in just a year. You know, it, it it's it's almost irreplaceable um, for for that kind of talent when you have something like that. So, but Zay Jones comes in, uh, you know, as you said, has a hard work ethic, has the build, has the speed. Um, the stats don't really jump out at you, but I don't think you overpaid too much for this guy. Exactly. And and on top of it, he is still better than anything you had on the Jet chart last year. Like I know that's a that's a wild argument for some people to 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 digest, but that's a legitimate reason you go out and you get a guy like this. Because you look at the depth chart behind you and it sucks. It's bad. It is bad. There isn't a single guy that played receiver last year that I think competes with Zay Jones right now. You know, and he hasn't played a snap for us. Just off of just pure historical value and what he's done already, there isn't a cat on this team that I would start over Zay Jones prior to this year, right? It, so I think you have to spend money to make money. Yeah, that's the old adage. And Zay Jones comes in. He adds an element. He's not a diva by any means. He's willing to work hard. He's a guy that came out of ECU. I think his story was that was the only offer he ever got coming out of high school. He got one offer, and that was ECU. And he took it. He fucking ran with it. And now look at the cat now. He's in the NFL. He just inked some some serious money off of a, off of a deal, and he's got an opportunity to solidify a career in Jacksonville. It's a story you love. You hope that he comes through with it, and we made the right choice. I mean, just raw intangibles. The guy's got it. He's got the height. He's got the speed. He's got the hands. Hopefully, he has a chance to succeed here in Jacksonville. And, and again, the ultimatum, right, is that Trevor Lawrence has a weapon to utilize and progress down the field. So, can't be mad at that. You know, really, it just simple. It symbolizes more of a, a direction move for the franchise. Like, what did everybody say? We need to help Trevor out. We have to protect Trevor, and we gotta we gotta do what we can to get him some people that can catch the ball around him. So, what do the Jaguars do? They jumped all the way up. They're now after the after Laquan Treadwell's signing comes through on the salary cap. When that becomes official, it's another one year, five million. Oh, don't get me started. But after that happens. The Jaguars will be in the top five at money spent at the receiver position in the NFL. Now, I know, of course, you want to be paying guys like Jamar Chase or Devontae uh, Adams. Yeah, but you got to get really lucky or draft those guys really high in the draft to, to get those guys. Because if you don't, then you got to do what the Jaguars do, and you just got to you got to get that room as filled with as many contracts as you can, and hope that you you got a good group coming out of it. And that's what they're doing. That's all you could ask Bauke to do. We're a top five in the NFL at money paid to wide receiver. We are top five in the NFL at money paid to tight end. We are top five in the NFL at money paid to offensive line. Those are the three positions directly around Trevor Lawrence. Right? If it doesn't work out, it is not for lack of trying. This team is going out and saying, we know how important Trevor Lawrence is. We care about the fans. We care about this organization. We're gonna if if we suck, we're we're not gonna suck with bullets in the gun. We're gonna blow every last bullet we got trying to make this thing work. And it makes me feel good as a fan. I know we only won three games last year, but it gives me confidence in this group moving forward. And I think that means it's been a great couple of months for us. You know what I mean? We should feel good. This is a good time. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I mean, 16 comes first, uh, ultimately, okay? 
Uh, last year was a wash year for him. I don't. I don't even remember anything that happened last year. I've. I have men in blacked my my brain. Except the last game. The last game was good. Yeah, that was fun. That was great. We 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 kept the Colts out of the playoffs. Yeah, love that. Love that for them. Yep. Um, that was the only game. Matt Ryan, get ready to also be held out of the playoffs. Oh yes. The trend continues. Oh, the division is ripe. But anyway, you got you're gonna you're gonna mention our last signee. The la- Duval native? Oh, shit. I forgot all about Darius Williams. Oh, You're right. Come you, on. you know what? I'm going to leave it to you. You go right ahead. I'm sorry. Creekside High School alum, cornerback Darius Williams coming off the Rams. As everyone already knows, Super Bowl winner. Yep. You know, he uh, came into the draft in 2018. Uh, this will be his fifth year in the season. Tackling machine, he can do very well. Uh, I think he comes in is the, as your uh, slot corner, is what I would assume. He's going to play. Uh, you still have Shaq outside, and then you have up-and-coming Tyson Campbell outside. Tyson played in the slot quite a bit, so I, I've, I've seen a few back-and-forths of, of Tyson getting bumped into the slot and then letting Darius play outside. I I don't see it because Tyson probably played his worst in, in the slot last year, and I, I, I think he's developed better on the outside. I think he's starting to figure it out a little bit better. He's catching the speed up. So I think Darius comes in, he plays that nickel role for you um, as, as the inside back, and I, I think you get a good deal out of that. I mean, again, he wasn't Ramsey, right? I, I don't, I don't want to blow expectations off for fans at home, but yeah, he comes in and I, I think he provides that necessary talent that we've been missing, you know, with, with since DJ Hayden. You know, you're, you're looking for a guy that can play the inside role and come down and make a play uh, if needed, so... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm ecstatic about that. And then again, who doesn't love a good feel good story? Duval native, and and to come back home and you know play in front of uh, friends and family. So yeah, Darius Williams is a good at, at slot because he knows how to use his eyes. He's really good at using his eyes, and like he can watch the quarterback, see where the quarterback's going to go, and he he can adjust quickly or, uh, right at the line. Whereas Tyson Campbell, his strengths are in his physical abilities, his speed, and the way he can uh, get between the receiver and the ball. Like he doesn't have, he's not good with his eyes. No, he's not. He's not winning plays because of his eyes. He's winning plays because of his athleticism and his ability to run the route for the receiver, and that's more uh, utilized on the outside. And that's why Tyson Campbell gets beat in the middle because you got to be able to know, like, is this going to be a slant? Is this going to be an option route? Is this going to be? You're thinking a little more when you're in the slot. And I just don't think that maybe that's not that's not for Tyson. He just needs to be able to go out there and let his physical gifts go to work for him. Yeah. Head, head on a swivel does not apply to poor Tyson Campbell. I mean, I hope <laughs> I hope on the. On the signing bonus this year, they you know they could give the man some money for a chiropractor so he can kind of get the neck checked out. I mean, I don't know how how well that thing turns. Got but it's a little certainly better. Not well enough. Got a little better. They got a little bit better. You could you could tell he was going. He was getting some massages yeah. about midway through the season. You know, we really the need Shaquille Griffin to to do something because he's making sixteen point four mil next year and he's got to earn it. It's man. uh. He's got to earn that it. bell's ringing, Shaq. Yeah, that bell's ringing, buddy. So Shaquille Griffin uh, it's time. and Rashawn Rash- Rash- Jenkins. It, oh yeah, both of yeah, you. both of you. Yeah, uh, that you bet. It's time to time to answer that call. It ain't gonna ring again the year after next. So exactly. Yeah. So all these signings. What does that mean for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL draft? Well, I think that it means that at number one overall. Well, you know, because now you've got the Cam Robinson. 
tag situation. Is he going to sign the tag? Won't he sign? You know what's crazy is that if he signs the tag, he's making the most money on the team. Yeah. If he signs the tag, he's the highest paid player on the team. Yeah. And Trent Bauke came out and said he wants to work out a long-term deal with him. I mean, much to the chagrin of the fans, quite honestly, because Cam Robinson feels like a middle-of-the-road left tackle. So, yeah, you tag him now, but do we really want this guy for the next four or five years? If we really did, then he'd already be signed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you rescind the tag and take Evan Neal or the kid that I refuse to try to pronounce that name from NC State or... Do you take best player available and go with the widely renowned pass rusher of Aiden Hutchinson? And then hopefully that's the cornerstone of your defense next to Josh Allen. And you can kind of just worry about the offense at that point. I feel like if Aiden Hutchinson is what people think he is, then the defense is going to be good enough. Right, so that you can really focus on the offensive line, but that's a huge if. Right, I mean, like Aiden Hutchinson, there's doesn't quite pass the smell test. You know what I mean? It just kind of smells busty. Uh, You know, I I get real Luke Jokel vibes about this pick. So I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, again, you say if Aiden Hutchinson is what people say he is, he is the 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 new Watt sibling, right, coming out of college. Yep. You know, he's he's the next explosive guy on the edge that comes down and, and is is just, you know, wheeling and dealing and, and game making people miss. Yeah. And and getting sacks. He's loading up on sacks for the year, right? But if he's not, he's just another guy on an edge that can't get to the quarterback, that gives you no impact whatsoever. Taven Bryan. Uh, okay, I'm glad you saw the comparison that I was going to. Um <laughs> Is he going to be as bad as Taven Bryan? Probably not. Okay, that's obvious. I mean, could he be a complete bust? Sure. That's that's the trick with this draft, yeah. right? I mean, you can have a guy that could be absolutely phenomenal in college and come out out of the draft with all the check marks, with all the the accolades, and boom, guy doesn't do anything. He gets out of his rookie deal, becomes a journeyman for three years, and that's the end of the career, and you never hear from him again, right? It's very easy. That's that's that's. Usually, seven times out of ten, where the route goes, rarely does it. Do Dante you get Fowler Jr. Right? Rarely do you get that talent at that at that position, and and not only sustain success for that rookie deal, but then continue throughout his career in the NFL. So, I think I'm still Evan Neal. I, I still am because I we haven't changed the line enough. There hasn't been enough. Uh, to solidify that offensive line, I, I can appreciate getting rid of Andrew Norwell. I can appreciate getting rid of AJ Can, bringing in Brandon Sheriff. But again, you still have Juwan Taylor outside, which I understand he's on a rookie deal. He's got another two years left. Yeah. I believe. But Pat, but Pat, he's never missed a snap, Pat. He's I, never missed a snap. And God willing, I wish he would. <laughs> I wish he would miss a couple snaps, man. Get the flu. Have a baby in the middle of the season. Just do, do you know, take a... <laughs> I don't know, man. Just just take a vacation, maybe. <laughs> maybe you get stuck in Dubai and you can't find your way back. Whatever, man. I, I wish the man would miss some snaps because... We I'm, just want you to stop making penalties, Juwan. We I, just want you to stop, stop making penalties, yeah. man. If you're going to get beat, just get beat, man. 
If you're going to get beat, just yeah. get beat. But don't don't take three steps before the ball's hiked. Okay. Don't grab this man's jersey off like like you're like you know you you're trying to trying to swap it out with him uh, at the end of the game. Just just. Just please, just stay on side, okay? Go with the snap, watch the ball, understand the snap count, and and just 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 play mediocre football. If you can give me mediocre like football without the penalties, I won't. I probably oh, I'll still drag you, but I won't do it as bad, okay? I feel like we all want to like Jawan Taylor. We all want we all want to like you. I do. Like, I really it's do not that because we hate you. he was a steal out of the draft, right? And we yeah. came in with high hopes. Yeah. We thought, oh man, we got this guy to slide out and 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 you know, we got a right tackle and maybe a right tackle for life. Yeah. And no, no, now now I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to return it. I'm trying to go to Macy's and I'm trying to say, listen, yeah. I, <laughs> Just it's, defective. it doesn't work. I'm defective. telling you, I put the ice in the blender, it doesn't fucking work. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't turn on. When I do turn it on, keeps giving me an just, error message that says please, 15 yards. Please. Okay, just get it <laughs> get it out of here. Please. I don't want it anymore. Give me store credit. So yep. We we are now at a time where you have to have a right tackle in the future unless something drastically changes in the offseason. You need a left tackle for the future, which I believe you already have on this team, but I think we're just kind of pussyfooting around uh not putting in the the proper guy in. Walker Little, Walker Little. you're really you're really I, big on Walker. It's huh? it's time to shit or get off the pot and Walker Little wants to poo poo okay he wants to go he's ready to go okay listen i know he only played two games last year but he he was phenomenal in those two games he did very well in those two games and i by think, that theory then you want to you want to just take the tag away from cam take the tag away from cam use the cap somewhere else and then draft hutch if well no i would still take neil well, then you're putting little down. You're putting him back where he was. <laughs> so you you love Walker Little, but you want to draft a guy to replace him at number one. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> For me, you save the money on the tag with Cam, okay, that you can utilize elsewhere. All right, you could utilize that for for something else, and we have plenty of positions in need still. It's not it's not like sure we have these these six or seven guys that we've taken out of free agency, but by that no means has we addressed every issue that we've got on this team. Okay, so that money can be utilized for other purposes. Uh, if you draft Evan Neal, at least you have a backup plan in case a Walker Little doesn't work out. And if he does work out, I mean, well, in all purposes, honestly, I would probably put Evan Neal first and then put Walker Little at guard or something. I would put him in at left guard. All right. Uh, you know what? Because he, he didn't do great at right tackle. No Ben Barch. Let him compete. Let him figure it out. I mean, yeah. we're, we're in a very musical chairs aspect of this offensive line right now. Okay. It's, That's not good. It's not good. It's not ideal, okay? But That's, you need yeah. you need talent on this offensive line. And for me, I'd rather take Evan Neal, who I believe is is going to be at least at worst case scenario, middle of the pack line line, you know, left tackle. What you have now, except it's going to be cheaper, right? Worst case scenario, he's a cheaper alternative than what you have right now. Worst case scenario, ceiling, he becomes a starter, your corner piece and you get three free years of of premium left tackle play out of Evan Neal. 
I, I feel like that's a that's a low risk situation. I, I that's that's where that's where I feel. You know, whereas Aiden Hutchinson, for Aiden Hutchinson to come in and give me that value, he has to explode immediately, right? I'm throwing him at edge to play against these big bruisers, these speedy little, you know, because the game's gotten faster. The tackles are faster, all right? They're not these just these boulders that don't move anymore. They're quick. They got that back step, and, and they can get hands on you and put paws on you and bring you down. So... You have to you have to excel immediately, and you have to be consistent for for two three years to prove to me that you are worth getting at one one. And for me, I think that ceiling is just far too high. You're setting him up for failure, and I, I just I don't see how you, ex, you you meet expectations at that position. All right, well, Jacksonville Jaguar fans, uh, that'll about wrap up our free agency recap. And uh, we're now turning our direction to the draft. And I will have a couple weeks to talk about before that happens. I think the draft happens in almost a month. Uh, I got a couple names for you from the scouting combine, uh, their results. Uh, these couple names I'm just going to fit in. I'm going to talk more about these guys later on uh, with some episodes in the coming weeks. But James Cook, running back from Georgia. Yeah, I said it. Dalvin Cook's brother. All right, he could be the third running back on this roster behind Travis Etienne and uh, James Robinson, two guys that have one good foot between them. I think James Cook, uh, he was behind the depth chart in Georgia, and he finally got a chance to play the later on in the season this year, and he showed me enough. And they got him at a fifth-round grade. That'd be perfect. Well, I'd take him in the fourth. We got two of those. Give me James Cook in the fourth round, and then boom, our running back room is solidified at a at the 27th highest number in the NFL. Like the Jaguars will be paying the running back the 27th highest salary in the NFL. And that's 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 how you want it done until you find the guy that you want to give the long-term deal to. Because we don't have that right now. James Cook could be that guy. He could be the steal of the draft. And uh, I'm excited about him. And I'm excited about wide receiver Sky Moore from Western Michigan. He's got a third-round grade on this guy. Ran a hell of a 40. He had a hell of a 20-cone. Those are just two names right now, a little, little teaser uh, going into our, our draft, our, our mock season and whatnot. But Sky Moore and James Cook, because those are the real picks that I care about. I mean, number one, we're going to do something. It might work out. Who knows? I care about... Number, you know, 108. The the farther you go down, I start I start caring about those a little more because that's where you get your real your real talent. And I think those are two names that we're going to hear a lot about. Very well done, Sean. A nicely placed teaser for the next episode. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today. But ladies and gentlemen, let this be your appetizer for more to come. Now that the free agency has cleared up our draft picture, Sean and Pat will share a little more next episode. Cover the picks they want most. Or maybe the moves they want to see. First overall pick, one hell of a bargaining chip. But that's a story for another time. Thank you, as always, for joining us on this week's episode of the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Sean Daly, host. Pat Smith, co-host. Debba Mae, facts and stats. Be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. Share your takes with us. What did you think of these free agent gets? Money well spent? We want to hear your thoughts. Like I said, the draft is getting closer, so send us your 2022 mock drafts, and we'll compare notes next episode. Peace.